Well, good morning. As if 2020 had always been already been crazy enough. <laughs> a lot of people waking up this morning to find out the president, first lady, and at least one aide to President Trump have been tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, we don't know what this means. Of course, people are saying all kinds of things. I read a headline a while ago. It says Twitter has just gone crazy. I can imagine how long that has gone. Not on Twitter. Don't care about Twitter. I, I read Twitter and I, uh, I read a lot about Twitter. And uh, it seems about 80% of that's just, you know, trash and, and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And about 20% of it is good, and so you can kind of think about you're going to see an over if you're really on Twitter. And I'm not sure if that works like Facebook or not. Um, I don't know if you know you're, whose tweets you see depend on, and I guess it has to who's on your page or who's on your list or whatever. But anyway, we pray today for the president, first lady, uh, the aide that has been identified. We're not going to give you names here I, I you know you know we're not allowed to talk about uh medical stuff in other cases and we don't talk about other people's cases by name we put people on the prayer list and uh, do that but we don't name what their problem is and uh so anyway we do pray for the president first lady uh the aide that has already conducted pray for vice president pence which will be uh, in these days at this time uh <coughs> cast in a, a different role i don't know new role uh, he's, him and the president seem to work pretty close together, and so uh, may not be a lot of change there, but certainly a new role, new expectations. I pray for the White House press secretary, too. Um, you know her name, blonde-headed lady. Uh, I'd love to say I'll just have a cup of coffee with her and just listen to her talk. I just uh, I like and appreciate her. She's the most well-prepared person I've ever seen. I liked Sarah Sanders <coughs> a whole lot when she filled that role, and um and yet, she just, to me, in many ways, blows Sarah Sanders away. Uh, maybe she learned from what Sarah Sanders went through. It's kind of unfair uh, to say that, perhaps, because who in the world could have been ready for what these people have faced? And I don't care how you feel politically. You know, this is not a, a political comment. By the way, you should be finding Revelation chapter 22, and all this will make sense, and we will tie it, in, tie it into the biblical study, and it is not a political comment or commentary. So anyway, uh, as I said, I'd love to sit down and talk to the uh, to the young lady, express secretary. Now she just seems to be brilliant, but also too she seems to to have a heart. Now I understand read a, a number of stories that uh, that she's a believer, as Sarah Sanders was and is, of course, is what I understand. Uh, in fact, I just to be honest with you, I'd love to sit down and talk to both of those ladies. Uh, they just have impressed me with a lot of things that they said and did, and have been run over by the bus more times than I can count. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But anyway, so this will be a new day dawning uh, for, our, for our country today as we are a little more than a month away uh, from the election. I'm not sure how far we away from news reports from the, uh, from the uh, announcement of victor or victories or even in the ending of vote counts. This is so crazy. Uh, I hope that once this is over, uh, and, and if the, I know that it won't be fixed if there's not a solid majority in the Congress that wants to fix it, and, and if one party wins, I don't think they have any any intention of fixing this mess. I think for what they say, uh, well, they just want to make a mess. Anyway, having said that, let me say this. I told you there would be a connection. Well, we talk about the president, first lady, and all that goes on there. And most people, when they think about current events of the president, I think, okay, he's tested for COVID, and then they go back to that crazy debate uh, in which people are lying, <laughs> false reporting, where this really is the day of fake news. And I don't understand that when you can pull transcripts, listen to recordings. But anyway, 
the moderator who made a mess of everything, uh, blame the president for things getting out of uh, out of line and everything. It's clear. You look at the tape, read the transcripts. It was not the president who made uh, that who began who who sent that down the rabbit hole originally. Now I'm not saying he wasn't aggressive. If if you've listened to him for four plus years now, that's his style. That's his demeanor. Have you listened to Chuck Schumer? Have you listened to uh, uh, the the mayor of New York or the governor of New York? These are. New York personality types. This is apparently what they do, and I've even remember reading articles about that in regards to some of these, uh, some of these people, which you know lead us uh, in our country or in the, in that state. So anyway, uh, been a lot said, but in that debate, something that has been not discussed very much, I think, overlooked way too much, is something that Vice President Biden said when when they were hammering. Uh, President Trump about, uh, you know, white supremacy, something that he has addressed so many times. And I understand why it's a never-ending rabbit hole. If he says one thing, they want more. He says more. He says it's, it's a never-ending rabbit hole. They know that. That's their intention. They're not going to end. They're not going to quit. And he, he decides sometimes to draw the lines and the boundaries. Are they really should be drawn? Don't know. Can't say. Not the person in the fracas there. Uh, but in the midst of that, something was crazy said by the vice president, and I haven't, I haven't read very much of it. In the midst of that debate, and all that craziness going on, the only thing that the vice president really said about Antifa is that it is not a movement, but it is a, a line of thought, or it is a, a thought or something, not an organization. Uh, so apparently what we have are thoughts burning our cities down. Uh, in, in the Northeast. Now, I know that a lot of people in the Northeast have defended Antifa, uh, have attended the right to quote-unquote peaceful protest. I don't know how would all the damage has been done in, in Minneapolis and so many of these places. You can say they're peaceful protests, but I did read yesterday that uh, it was called a, a style article of telling people how to report on the looting and rioting, and they're not wanting the, the people writing on it to use the word looting or rioting. So anyway, you have this change of things, this this idea, not organization, but idea of burning down cities. That's crazy. Now, I know that there is an idea that apparently drives Antifa and these other groups, Marxism, communism, whatever you want to say, socialism, all the isms, I guess, that you can think of that are negative, or at least negative to our way of thinking and our way of life. Uh, but the fact that the vice president get away with saying that it's just an idea or a thought and not a movement, not an organization just blows me away. Um, and that brings me to Revelation chapter 22. There was, there has been, and is the reality of evil in the world. Ah, uh, like go on, like go on. You thought I you thought I was making a political statement. I was using something from hap that something from the news today to make a spiritual illustration. Something that I typically love to do. Now, you may not like it. You may not agree with it. That's fine. That's good. Uh, uh, you know what? I love you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw this truth out because you need to see what's going on today. And if you don't like it, then okay. You don't pay anything for this. Don't listen. That's fine. I mean, I want you to listen. I want to get all the listeners we can. I want to share the word with you. But if you don't like it because you don't agree with it, okay, then don't listen. I, you know, that's up to you. Save your time, your 20 minutes or whatever. 
But what the vice president did, in my mind, my expectation, is remind us of what the book of Revelation reveals and tells us about evil, that there is, it is not an idea, it's a reality. Uh, it has a head, just as Antifa has a head. It has a plan, just as Antifa has a plan. You say, brother Danny, you just keep eating. Well, I do, because, listen, you cannot tell me that's a good organization. Innocent people have lost their lives, and yes, both races, both gender, all races, all races, not just both. I, I, I said both. I spoke incorrectly there. Let me say all races, whatever, nationality, whatever, have lost lives. I mean, my goodness, uh, law enforcement people have lost lives. Innocent people in the community have lost their lives and businesses. They haven't lost because there was an idea floating out there starting fires. They've lost it because there were people doing things in an organization. I saw the other day... Uh, Pictures in a video uh, of a U-Haul truck. Shame on U-Haul if they knew that's what they were doing, but they probably didn't. So, okay. But shame on U-Haul if they knew what they were doing. He said it twice. Well, yeah, because if they knew they were renting those trucks to haul uh, ammunition for looting and rioting, and then when I use the word ammunition, that's in quotations because it wasn't actually guns and rifles, bricks, bats, and shovels, and all kinds of things like that. It shows them unloading it. Uh, in these places where, you know, have become flashpoints and hot places. So anyway, it's not an idea. It's a reality. And, and that reality finds, you know, many, 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 many avenues in which to manifest itself led by individuals. Evil in the world today is led by individuals. Every day, it seems like, you can read a headline uh, uh, about a child trafficking uh, situation that has been stopped. We, I don't think they're uh, touching the surface on that. That's evil. That's not an idea. That's evil. Uh, there was uh, the other day in, in, in Minnesota, uh, some people, uh, gosh, I don't even know if they were arrested. Hold on, so let me think a minute. There were people who were at least revealed, let's say that, I don't know that they've been arrested by something called Project Veritas, and, and I'm, you know we're not going to spend a lot of time on that, to be buying votes and to be intimidating people to get their ballots when they're not supposed to be able to do that. Now, I know a lot of people uh, do, not, do not like it, but listen, this the way that, well, I'm going to like what I say, let me say it this way, the way that we are holding this election is crazy. Just sending people, listen, voting is a is a privilege. It, it is not necessarily something that... Um, you have a right to do any way you want to do it. Yeah, there should be some safeguards in our system. And a lot of people are tearing our system apart. They just want to mail ballots out, and they're wanting just anybody, anybody to vote, no identification, all this other stuff. And that is absolutely ruining the political process. But anyway, uh, this guy that they showed, and guys, you know, there's a system network here working for a politician in that part of the country, apparently. Well, they were... Uh, getting absentee ballots, and yesterday uh, they were describing how that was that horrible, terrible, nasty. Well, I read uh, um, to make sure that we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought of a phrase to say, but that's much, too much like a news uh, news organization that doesn't seem to follow their uh, their catchphrase anymore. But just you know, being fair, how's that? Uh, today I read an article about uh, people in Detroit, of all places, Detroit. Who had set up a robocall system? Hate those things. Hate those. Did I tell you? I hate those things. Hate those things. But anyway, they set up a robo system where they were calling people and warning them not not to vote, you know, by mail or whatever, and all the negative things that could happen to them. Two people charged. From what I read, that's just evil too. Just evil. I, I you know, I don't care what side you're on. If you're lying, if you're manipulating people, that's evil. That's wrong. 
But it's not an idea. It's, it's something that manifests in people. Okay? The heart, the Bible says, becomes, you know, extremely, exceedingly wicked and not cleansed by Christ. There's no telling what you or I will do. Okay. All that brings us to the need to turn to Revelation chapter 22, as I, as I told you earlier. Truth is, I took Revelation 22 and turned it into two days' readings in my Bible reading. And, uh, and so we will probably get one, uh, the first five verses only done today, and, and we'll see where we go from there. But having said, having made the point about evil, it not just being an idea, well, it is not just the idea of evil, it is evil itself that is eventually judged. And when the evil itself is judged, the idea goes away. Now, let me give you, in our nation today, where we are killing babies by an astounding number, okay, that will always, always take place in our nation, I am afraid, no matter who the Supreme Court justices are, because it was not dealt with. And organizations that, that take babies' lives have, around, uh, uh, that have allowed to take root, take hold, and I don't know uh, how you can deal with that or do with that. Now, I have to be honest with you, I am not quite, I, I am, my first thing to vote for a candidate is how they feel about abortion. Because I found if you're willing to kill babies, then you're willing to do a lot of other things I can't agree with. And so I kind of have a, a simple litmus test. Uh, if you're for abortion, I'm not for you. That's pretty much the way it goes. If both candidates for abortion, then I guess yeah, that does happen in state elections some. Uh, well, yeah, there's an old saying, the lesser of two evils. Who in the world wants to vote for any evil? But it is true. And when you do that, you're not voting for an ideal. You're voting for a person. So Revelation 22 reminds us that evil, well evil has a time in which it runs out of time. The angel, Revelation 22, 1, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, and of the Lamb. I threw the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were there for the healing of the nations. Boy, that's something. Now, by the time we get here, by the way, there's no more sickness, no more pain, no more death. And those leaves remind us of what God has done. Just, I just want you to know, God's grace will outlive everything else in the world. It will. God's grace, and it is by grace we are saved. Through faith, but by grace. Uh, that's going to outlive everything else. We need to move on. Uh, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the trees were the healing of the nations. Verse 3, no longer will there be anything accursed. Evil's gone, done away with. Not just the idea, the epitome, uh, the manifestation of evil is done away with. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in it. And his servants will worship him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. A night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord their God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Uh, we've already mentioned, but go back to just a moment. I think the leaves of the trees are there for the healing of the nations, reminding us God is taking care of things that needed to and have to be taken care of. Uh, at night, well, there's no more. Uh, uh, you know, people say, well, uh, I, people say, well, a lot of crime takes place in the day. Friend, let me tell you something. Go back and see what's happening in our cities. It's happening at night. Our cities are being burned down because men love the darkness rather than the light. 
and night is no more. Therefore, evil will be no more. It has been judged in a way. I don't know about you. I'm speaking for myself. I look forward to the day when there is no more evil, and I know that by the power of God and by the peace of God and through the presence of God, evil will be no more because of the judgment of God. And there's coming a time where God will judge and evil will be done away with. We live in the day of grace and mercy, and certain things continue to happen uh, because of that grace and mercy. Uh, there are some things available because to have judged those things would judge other things that we have no idea about when we first say, oh, I just wish he would do this or that. Well, what I wish, what I pray for is real revival that we see souls saved because I understand that the day the final judgment comes, when the, when the book is completely followed through with, when everything is completed, there will be no more chances for souls to be saved and the souls that are alive that day who have not come to Christ, who are responsible for their sin, will die in their sin without Jesus and spend eternity in hell. And eternity is longer than anybody can ever, ever, ever get a concept of. If you take every minute of every day that's ever been a system beginning in time, it does not even compare to eternity. It does not make a fraction of eternity. And so, friend, let me tell you something. When you die without Jesus, it is more than bad news. It is horrible. It's terrible. But it is also eternal. <clears throat> I've been having a discussion with a dear friend of mine who's, boy, just made my mind. <sighs> made me think it has to do with Satan and why God just basically didn't instantly judge Satan. Had God instantly judged Satan, if God had you know, closed the book on it, it was done, there'd be no more life. I mean, God would have closed the door. But he didn't. And I, I think some mercy was there and grace was there, not really applied towards Satan, although I guess he was a benefactor of it because that mercy and grace gave more days for souls to be born and for souls to be saved and for lives to be renewed. And in the, and in the meantime, because judgment was not finalized yet, although it was clear it was happening and there was going to come a time when it would be finished and judged, well, even though God has been active and done great things, Satan has also been active, and while he is not good anywhere, in any place, in his heart, soul, spirit, whatever you want to say, and I know he's a fallen angel, so those are words that we use to describe things, probably not applicable to him because of what he is, but because of that, because of all those things, but because God, if you will, held judgment back till when it becomes final, beginning in this chapter here, when we read, we have the ability to be saved. Your friend, my friend, your family member, my family member, your loved one, my loved one, uh, your acquaintance, my acquaintance, world leaders, people in third world countries, people who live in part of this country who have never heard the gospel still have, because of God's grace and mercy, the opportunity to be saved. And night will be no more when judgment falls. And in this day of grace and mercy, there's still night. There's still evil things done. I've mentioned a few things today. I can mention a few more, but there's still things done. But there will be a time when it is no more. Night is symbolic of darkness, or uh, uh, darkness that captivates men's souls. But now at that time in that place, there's only light. Perhaps that reality for us today, perhaps that reality for us today is a reminder of the light that is to come. Reminds us that we should live in his light even now. Are you doing that? Are you living in the light? If not, is it time? Isn't it time that you did? Listen, I want you to hear Revelation 22, 1 through 5 again. The angel showed me the river of water of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb of God. Through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, 
the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed but the throne of God, and the Lamb will be in it. <coughs> Excuse me. And his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of, of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and forever. Let me tell you this. I am so glad that there's coming a day where evil will be no more. The idea itself will be gone because the person who leads it will be gone. And yes, and yes, and yes, for those who well, are you trying to say that Antifa springs from that fall of evil that comes from Satan? Of course I am. Absolutely. You look at what they're doing. You look at, at, at what is happening because of them. That is the work of Satan. You say, well, I kind of agree that black lives matter. And I want to listen, all lives matter. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think, do you really believe that such a thought that only one certain kind of life matters would come from God? You say, but Brother Danny, uh, there have been great injustices done uh, to people of color. There's been great injustices done to lots of folks. I'm not, I, I'm not unsympathetic to what you say with your argument. There have been many, many injustices done to people of color. But there have also been many, many injustices done to people who aren't classified that way. And none of those injustices were necessarily approved of by God or declared okay by God. They just weren't. They said, well, a lot of those people did it in the name of God. Look, people do lots of things in the name of God have nothing to do with God. I read a story one time where a person went in and went Dixie, filled their basket, tried to walk out with it because God told them, quote unquote. Well, God did tell them to go steal. That's one of the Ten Commandments. I've heard the story of people, uh, I've heard it more than once, read it, read at least one story of a stripper, a lady who became a stripper, said she was stripping for Jesus. Do you really think that would be true, possible? It goes against the word of God, immorality? Listen, I know I need to go, but I just want you to know the reality today that we need to remember is night will be no more. I am ready for that day. But till that day comes, I can address the darkness in my soul. And the good news is, so can you. And so I pray today that the light of God would shine within me, that I might remove whatever needs to be removed. And I pray the same for you. Well, listen, we're glad you listened and hope you don't turn off. But as I said, I know that you have the freedom to do that. So if you choose to do that, okay. Um, but we're just trying to give you the word of God. We're just trying to, you know, give you something to think about. And I hope we've done that. Uh, DSPreacherMan uh, at gmail.com, all lowercase. Send us, a, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Complain if you want to. We'll take that. We'll read it. And if we, if we have something to apologize for, we'll give you that apology. I don't see it right now, not based on today, but I know that I say things sometimes that come out wrong or different. But anyway, dspreacherman at gmail.com. DK Ministries, look us up on the Facebook. Send us your prayer request. Pray with us for the president and the country and, and all the things that happen as we pray for you. Listen, we love you. We're praying for you. And we hope to see you soon. God bless you. See you next time.